get into gate. This is episode 172. We're talking Stargate SG1. The Get Into Gate team is here. My name is Mitch. Joining me, as always, Matty Gibson. G'day, guys. Oh, g'day, mate. And Brendan Gibson. Howdy. How, how, how y'all going? How you doing, guys? Good. How do you do? Why we're doing that? Why I'm doing that? Mr. Why? McAllister, the father. Like your hotel room, please. Oh, is that you, Donald Trump? What are you doing here? We shouldn't have trusted you back then. You little little kid just right. walking around a lobby looking for his parents without helping him. Hey, hey, we should have known. I mean, back then it was a fun cameo, you know. He was a bit of a yeah. laugh, hey, old character. It's not that bloody real estate tycoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah look at he him, loves mate. it. Yeah, what's he doing? Be in a real he'll that guy will one day be in a reality show. And when you That's think what about used to it, say. he owns his own chain of hotels. So, what was he doing in that hotel? Ding, hey. dang, dong, taking it over. Because he doesn't. Yeah, like, obviously. You know, the art of yeah. the art of the of the of the what of the, the peel, the banana peel. Yep, that's it. Yeah. What you art of the deal? Did. That's it. Yeah, he's probably oh, selling more of his bad. books. You know, uh, what you he didn't would. see is the other cameo is like two minutes later walking off the elevator with Stormy Daniels. So, ah, right. <laughs> mm. hey, that's when that mood. That's when it says, "I could smell you getting off the elevator." <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, guys, we should stop. It smells like cum. <laughs> we, we should stop talking about Home Alone 2 Lost in New York before we get uh, criticism that we're getting too political. Ooh, um, yeah, you don't, look, you don't want to be. You don't want to be called a bitch and be too political. No, God, no. Especially oh, that's when the last you, thing we want. No, oh, God. Uh, we just want to be clean cut and uncontroversial yeah. <laughs> on this show. That's, and, that's all what I'm about. <laughs> we are here talking. Gemini, uh, back in the uh, Milky Way galaxy, SG-1, episode 12 of uh, season 8. Look, if you are joining the show for the first time, we're just a couple of old school Stargate fans talking about Stargate. So we were obviously each and every uh, you know, second week, uh, we're talking about Stargate Atlantis. But here we are, back talking SG-1, halfway through season 8. So we're going to get into the old synopsis. You know synopsis. what, Mitch? Yo, Stan yo, calls yo. this episode 11. Oh, you know what? I've got 11 written in front of me in my diary and it's 12 on the DVD. So I'm getting confused here. What am I? Yeah, There's a double they, somewhere. Or... They, no, they, they, they swapped on the DVDs. They've made episode 11, Prometheus Unbound. That's right. Uh, I remember you telling yes. me that last yeah, week. Yeah, which takes place at the same time in universe as this episode. Yeah, but remember right. in this episode, before we read it, Daniel's talking about getting on the ship mm. to go to Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like that. That's why this episode should be first, because basically from that mm. point, you think when he separates from Sam at the start, that's when he goes and talks to Jack and uh, in the start of Prometheus Unbound. Oh, so, really? Cool, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, so you got that looked forward to in a couple of weeks. All right. Uh, okay. okay. Well, I'll correct uh, okay. myself. That's cool. Episode mm. 11 of season eight, Gemini. We'll read through the synopsis, as uh, Brennan said, then we'll uh, just throw it around and see what we all thought. The team receives a message from a replicator that looks exactly like Carter. Created by another replicator called Fifth, Replicator Carter was meant to serve by Fifth's side. However, possessing Carter's personality, she resisted Fifth and escaped. Now on the run, she informs SG-1 that Fifth and his entire armada are headed their way and that she wishes to be destroyed. Why do they throw in a, a, a she in there at the end? Like, I said Carter and Replicator and Fifth more times than I cared to count in that synopsis. Um, but uh, yeah, written by Peter Deloise, this one, and uh, directed by William Waring Waring, um, as I s- confuse myself each and every time I bring up his name. So, um, Waring, as, as far as I know from the director's Oh, I like it. Yeah. 
Mm. Are um, other either of you two Gemini's? Just just as a side note, or are you no, like no, no, mate. Or whatever's after Aries? Both Taurian. We're both Taurian. Oh, Taurus. That's although I think. Um, the other week when they had that bullshit, you know, like, oh, there's a 13th um, star sign. And I think that actually kicked us into the Gemini area, which I said a big... Uh, I'm the head of the every day, mate. I don't get along with is the Gemini. And I know she's born, like, it towards the middle of May. Mm. So I wasn't sure if there was... Well, Mitch is closer to Gemini than I am, so... That's true, yeah. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Makes sense now, doesn't it? As <laughs> <laughs> what makes sense? We don't know, but it does. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, neither of us, Gemini. So uh, I don't know whether you're hoping for a mad segue there, but um, just no, for those playing at home, what are you, Maddie? Uh, well, before that other thing came in, I was a Virgo, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, but Big I don't time. know. I don't know about this whole new change thing coming in. But... Yeah, I don't think it means anything. I think everyone's already forgotten about it. I just brought it up because I was pissed off at the time, as if it really means anything what you are. But uh, somehow it did. And I was pissed that I was not going to be a Taurus anymore. Mate, I'm being a bull for 34 years, not changing to a fish or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> That's such a Taurian thing to say. <laughs> it's I not, love it. it's <laughs> not. Pisces is the fish, but I don't know what Gemini is. <laughs> don't care. No point. <laughs> What are they? What is Gemini? Is Great people, the Gemini's. Is it the fish because it's the twins. Like it's Gemini twins is the twins, but isn't it twin? Pisces is the fish, I think. What's the scales? What's the scales? Is that saggy hairy ass? No, oh, that's how I say Sagittarius. I've got a speech impediment. Um, I say <laughs> Only with that word. Yeah, I just say I say saggy hairy ass. <laughs> oh, and the letter Z, but that's yeah. cool. You oh, get a pass here. Cult- this, hey, that's cultural. Logo. Hey, you, you get a pass. Go Don't worry about it. I'm a not. Bit, <laughs> I'm not worried about it. A bit of fun about that, actually. I was in the car. We were running for a, uh, a bit of a drive today. And when we're on a bigger drive, the kids, you know, they've got DVD players in the back. We're like, okay, you can watch a frigging movie so we don't have to listen to you guys, you know, whinge and moan and piss about things. And um, they're watching Surf's Up. There's a character in there called Big Z. He's like the legendary Big Z, that Big Z, Big Z. And my kid's like, oh, Big Z. And my younger of the, well, the middle child, but of the two that we're arguing, the younger of the two, he goes, "Uh, no, it's Big Z. He goes, yeah, but he's named Big Z. And he goes, yeah, but it should be Big Z. And I'm like, dang. So I wouldn't be listening to Brendan on getting a date. <laughs> <laughs> like it's okay, mate. Like My man. we do say Z here, but it's American movie, and also you're talking about a surfing penguin, so none of it mm. makes sense uh, yeah. if we're to get specific Look, about you, it. Yeah, you get a you get a pass if it's a name. Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. Like like ZPM being a, a name of a well thing. zero being a number no. <laughs> As he sips on his scotch. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> like if Lord Z was Lord Z, Z, fine. Z, Z, yeah. ZPM. What about ZZ? Oh, see, that'll that'll make him feel better because we're actually watching Power Rangers. Um, well, I'm glad you mentioned uh, the the Prometheus thing at the start because I actually missed the word prometheus when i was first yes watching. and mm. so then when they're like oh it's a chance to go to atlantis and this is what we've been working on for seven and a half years and i didn't have my notepad in front of me for all my note taking that i do uh for the podcast and so i quickly ran to get it and i'm like i'm gonna write this down i'm gonna bring this up with the guys and i quickly rewound the you know only 15 seconds of the episode and listen to it again because i was thinking back to you know, when we were thinking about what order of the podcast we were going to do, were we going to go one for one episode um, each and every week, switching around between SG1 and Atlantis? And I think we spoke about how there is a couple of different 
thoughts about the chronology of it. And for some reason in my head, I was thinking, oh, that's right. There is one thought that Atlantis doesn't start until a third slash halfway uh, of, of season eight of SG one. And I thought, is this it? Is, is this like somehow, obviously episode one of SG one happens pre episode one of Atlantis, but then maybe everything since then, like episodes two through what 10 has happened in the middle or at the start of, um, episode one of Atlantis, like those times where they were planning the mission and, and, uh, and Shepard's off, you know, throwing rocks into the lake, thinking about whether he's going to put his life aside to go to Atlantis. I'm like, that could have been like a couple of months thing while they put everything together. Oh, these guys were right. Holy shit. We've done the wrong thing. And then they get Prometheus and we've got these new um, Asgardian, you know, hyperdrives. I'm like, Oh, okay. It's nothing to do with that. We're okay. But either way, this is a nice advancement for the story mm. that these guys won't have to rely on going and stealing these, you know, power from other planets. Like we thought they did a couple of episodes ago with the, the mist fog energy creatures. Uh, when they thought they came back to earth, you know, we're actually going to be able to start making contact with these guys. And while I have seen SG one, I very, I, forget a lot of what comes next and I've not seen any of Atlantis. So I don't know what, if any contact we have with them over the next two and a half seasons of SG one. So mm. it didn't really go very far in this particular episode, but knowing now that you've just reminded me that Prometheus unbound comes next, it's a nice little Easter egg for well, two weeks time in our podcast, but for the next mm. episode of SG one. Yeah. And then you, I mean, they didn't say Prometheus in the episode. They just said that, new hyperdrive tests oh, right. were a success for okay. so you yeah you and i'm because i reran that on purpose wondering without spoiling anything because i want to know what they said for the end of season yeah for atlantis what are they actually talking about yeah. um but yeah but they just said the the test flight was a success we're going they're picking people for the mission now and daniel obviously daniel wanted to be a part of it because he's the expert ancient which yeah. does make sense. And mm. obviously um, back in, was it Covenant or whatever it was when O'Neill made the joke to Thor about when he's like, what can we do for you to repay? He's like, how about some Asgard hyperdrive mm. like, for the Prometheus? Turns out we got one. Mm. Which is pretty Yeah, cool. which he was He didn't mind. Am, am I right? When when um, Thor was like, yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah, I think... I don't, uh, know, oh, I don't I was even joking, think Thor cool. said anything. I think Thor just kind of... The puppet head just kind of moved a little right. bit. And, so he maybe said he had to discuss with the High Council or something like that. But I think Jack said it as a joke, but, you know... Yeah, I think he said it as a joke, I thought that. And then I thought Thor said that something would be open to or something, and he yeah. was shocked by I guess, that. I guess that classic thing where it's like you say something as a joke, just testing the waters, mm. you know? Yeah. Just like... Oh, obviously. <laughs> that's not going to happen, is it? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you're going to always fuck <laughs> in the ass. We all knew I'm, that. Obviously, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so that, yeah, that makes sense for next week now. Mm. Apparently, this episode has... It's weird. It has so many negative reviews on, like, IMDb. Like, people hate this episode. I wonder I if that's just like a... Because okay, when they refer to... Uh, obviously in the prologue, like the, 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 the teaser that we got uh, at, the, at the final seconds of whatever the last time we saw fifth, the creation of Replicata. Uh, was that at the start of this season or was that somewhere? Yeah, the, the okay. Order. Okay. 
So I'm just wondering whether it was a, I mean, for us, it seems like a longer time ago because we're watching an Atlantis episode for every ST1 episode. Mm. But uh, I'm wondering, maybe, is that just because it's another replicator episode thrown in, in a way? No, like, they, they all seem really angry at Carter, specifically Carter, and saying how dumb she was in this episode. Yeah. Like, um, I can, I mean, I can, yeah, I can, I can take that. Not, not yeah. that I'm trying to bring back bitch what segment or anything, but, um, but yeah, like, <laughs> One out of ten. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Really dumb and unconvincing. From the first decision the SGC made when Replicator Carter contacted them, I was muttering, stupid, stupid. Their gullibility was breathtaking. Uh, Next one. Five out of ten. SGC is full of dumb people. I have a real problem with this episode along with several others up to this point. I've never followed the SGC, blah, 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 blah. blah. I started falling in love with this series, but over the last few seasons have grown tired of the foolishness and gullible actions of the SGC. Uh, next, two out of ten. I despise this episode. How could they make cars <laughs> so gullible? What did you think, Mitch? Yeah, well, again, because I, especially the way that it ended, like I was, I thought, okay, well, this is going to be a one and done. We're going to get Replicata and that's going to be it. And then I, you know, we're, we're getting towards, um, I mean, all cards on the table. <laughs> I was watching my, my, my favorite sports team in the world uh, lose again uh, before we record this podcast. And they were getting punished enough by Brennan's favorite, favorite team, team. by yeah. your favorite team. <laughs> and uh, I thought, I can't watch. I'm going to watch the end of the game because ne- I'll never be one of those fans that turns a game off or walks out of a game early or anything. But I don't need to listen to how bad they're going. I'll just have it on in the background. And in front of it, I had my phone and I was watching the final 10 minutes of Stargate alongside of the last 10 minutes of the footy. And I nearly stopped the Stargate episode, I think, when it all looked said and done with like three and a half minutes to go on the runtime. And I'm like, well, a minute, a minute and 20 of that is credits. I've mm. seen the episode. I can probably just run off and set up the computer and we can, we can jump on Zoom and do the podcast. And I'm glad that I didn't because, you know, she goes bad and, 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 and then she gets away. And I'm like, I don't remember her at all from my you know, first time I watched this 15 years ago, let alone her surviving and, and becoming now a repeat threat. Um, but before all that, I actually really liked how the episode handled the whose side is she on thing because obviously she shows up, she's a replicator. You're like, oh, obviously she's bad, definitely. Yeah. And she's there saying, look, you've got to kill me. Kill me, kill me, kill me. When you first see me, you've got to kill me. And, you know, she's giving mm. them every chance to, obviously knowing, though, in hindsight, having seen the episode, she knew that they wouldn't do that. Um, but again, they even her and Fifth go, look, humans are unpredictable. So there was that side of it too. She was taking every chance, but she was having a big gamble. Then in that sort of internal meeting with Fifth, and she's saying, you know what, I'm keeping the, the link between us really low so they don't pick up on it. They have no idea what I'm doing. You're like, oh, you bitch, you are working for him. And then I thought, you know what, I bet she's going to not be working for him and she is going to want to do the right thing as Carter, but there's going to be something that's going to bring her down, kind of like the chick that invented the uh, Reese. You know, it's going to be like kind of mm-hmm. like Reese sort of situation where she's going to be wanting to do the right thing, but something's going to happen and they're going to have to destroy her or she's going to sacrifice herself anyway. And, but either way, at every turn, I thought, you know, I like how they're handling the fact that I, I actually don't know at any point whether she's serving SG-1 or she's serving 5th. And I thought, God, it'd be kind of cool if she was serving neither of them. And it was just her, her, she was not so much she's only looking out for her own interests as she ended up being, but that she had her own intentions. Maybe she wanted peace and she wanted nothing to do with either of them, just wanted to run away or something. 
but I never, I was never comfortable. And at any moment, I never thought I knew what was going on. And even the, I guess the stage where the reveal happened, where she seemingly destroyed Fifth's ship and, and then they looked to her and she goes, yeah, he had no idea what I was doing. I was never working for him and he never knew about it. And that was actually where I paused it at that moment. And I was, you know, getting my computer ready. I was getting a drink. I thought, okay, cool. I've, I've seen the episode. <laughs> and then eventually I pressed play again. And then Carter like goes over and hits the computer. Tilk grabs the disruptor again. I'm like, why are they trying to kill her? She just did them a favor. And then, you know, it slowly starts to unravel again that she's, no, she's, she's destroyed him because he was too weak to leave the relationship. So I don't know, I'm, I'm gibbering a lot, but I actually really liked the, the way that it was structured and the way that either it was written by Deloise or directed uh, from that script about you never quite knew for me anyway, being essentially a first time watcher mm. whose side she was really on when in a way it should have been so obvious. Mm. I, I now, Yeah. And I wonder if that's why this is getting so many negative reviews in that they don't understand that it's like, Carter's playing Replicata just as much as Replicata is playing Carter. Like it's mm. this, okay, well, I know she's lying, but I'm not going to let it on that I know she's lying and I'm going to play it on this level. But then does she know that she knows that she knows that she knows that she knows that she knows? Yeah. And, it's, you yeah. know, it's that, it's that whole sort of thing. The only, <coughs> at the, the only moment where I went, oh, Carter, is that the right decision? Is when she said, oh, we're going to bring her back to the SGC. I was like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like uh, that was the moment that Teal'c actually went, okay, now f*** this shit. Like, I was willing to let everything else slide. And even that mm. moment where O'Neill... I liked it. Again, we're only getting limited access to uh, RDA, but, you know, they're having their, their FaceTime calls back through the gate. And he's talking to Carter and he's like, no, I don't agree. No, I don't agree. Okay, fine. You got one hour or whatever. She leaves and he goes, Teal'c, stick around. And he's like, look, okay. I trust her, but should I trust her? And he's like, yeah, she's a bit sketchy, but I don't think she would ever sacrifice the greater mission because of her feelings. And then he'll say, fair enough, that's a good assessment, but you know what you've got to do. Yes, I know what I've got to do. And he's never going to overstep his mark with Carter. He's never going to do that to anybody. He's such a yeah. loyal soldier and friend and partner and teammate. But that moment, she's like, all right, we got to get this chick back to SGC. <laughs> and Tilk's like, no, no, no. Well, bitch. That. Yeah, he was That's... even too nice to go really yeah, yeah. he's like, like the best he did was like can i speak to you yeah. are you sure and are you sure you know... and if Tilk says that you got to be like damn am i sure let me put this delicately colonel carter uh <laughs> i'm gonna shoot this bitch in the face with an energy gun that's what i'm gonna do and it's like as much as you know o'neill wants two carters back at the base one who oh, likes yeah. putting their fingers into people like you know he's still like not going to be okay with that like no yeah. my name is samantha carter all right we got a little conflict with that statement we've already got one here <laughs> there are two of us if only i love that classic o'neill you know like for, for me i've always been a bit of an advocate of the human form replicators out of i think out of everybody in the group and I don't remember hating this episode, but this time around, it frustrated the shit out of me. Maybe because really? I knew, maybe because I knew what was going to happen, and I can almost, I can almost agree with what those people are saying. Like Carter was so dumb mm. because obviously I knew what was coming. Yeah. But, but even for Jack to say, "Hey T, hang around, make sure you kill this bitch, <laughs> and don't let Carter know," I'm like, I don't get it. Like she. 
He, she knew. Jack said, "I'm not going to bring her back to the base." Then Jack said, "You got to put her down." Cutter's like, "Yeah, yeah, I get it." And then he's like, "Tilt, put her down." Yeah, I get it. And then she's just like, "Um, put your head, put your hand in my face." And she's like, "Yeah, Tilk, it's cool. Don't worry about it." At that point, Tilk really should have capped her, mm. really, because I once she that. does the head thing, that's like a key point, turning point for Samantha Carter, the human, because she doesn't, she automatically trusts her because she thinks she's a victim of Fifth as much as like the replicator is as much of a victim as Fifth as she is. Yeah, yeah she doesn't yeah. understand. She's treating this replicator as a human, which she should not be doing. And the next minute, she's got a playing with the base computer playing with the code of the disruptor I'm like, are you mental mm-hmm. like even if you legit thought she was a hundred percent on your side you still wouldn't let her mm. get it go out of that room let alone yeah I have think, access to the computer i think what they needed to hit harder was there is a one scene early on where sam's like i know it's dangerous but we have to get as much information out of her as possible and it was like mm. they i think they needed to hit that heavier and be like so that we as an audience know that Sam is using her as much as Replicata is using us. Like, I yeah. need to hit that, hit that heavier. And then, yeah, like, they either need to, to hit that heavier or, or really focus more on the fact that Sam is freaking out about the idea that, like, this woman or this thing has all her experiences, all her memories and all that kind of stuff. Because I feel like we'd all be in the same situation if it's like if a, if a replicated version of us sort of rocked up, you would feel a little bit of a connection between between them, mm. knowing that it's someone that... Spe- yeah, especially with know. that sob story. Yeah. It's either goes, it goes one or two ways with me. It's like, you'd be like, yeah, fair enough. Or kill that f- thing, it's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that. And obviously be like, Sam being ugh. like being like like the best human on the planet, she's obviously gonna feel compassion for it. Yeah. And and wanna help. And in, in the same way she felt compassion for Fifth. You know, she was obviously a big mm. you know, she really felt for Fifth. So imagine like Fifth times ten, like fifty. It's the fifth Yeah. Oh, that was a math that's joke. why I think um. that's why I think, you know, emotionally she she shouldn't have been the one to interrogate her. I feel like I feel like she was too trusting because of the experiences she, she would have been in. I, I think it was a bad call on Jack's behalf to put her in there because obviously her th- her thought process was compromised because of what she'd been through PTSD from that experience and then trying to empathise with the robot essentially. Mm. Further to your point though, Maddie, like if they should have either hit harder on we're trying to use the replicator replicator yeah. or not just like threw away those scenes where she's doing the sub message with, with fifth. So yeah. you didn't know, like, cause immediately the audience knows, Oh, she's doing something dodgy now. You know That's what I mean? It. it was, it was straddling both of those lines and I feel like it needed to go sort of one way or, or yeah. the other. Like um, it, it, it was, you could see a twist was coming, but then it was like the worst type of twist. I feel like personally, I feel like Carter went against orders. Cause she's like, no, 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 Tilk, don't shoot her like too many times mm. we're going to actually take her back to base and i think she she would have been in a real world scenario she probably would have been disciplined mm. but, but at the end jack's saying it's not your fault i'm like of course it's her fault <laughs> if tilk had a shot her she'd be dead as soon as, as you came through the gate as far as letting your emotions cloud your judgment though in terms like of making command decisions I feel like last last SUN episode with Jack freezing when Prometheus was trying to shoot down the Alkesh that had yep. Carter. And 
I feel like that was a that was a worse sort of letting your emotions get in your way than anything Sam did in this episode. Like, given that Prometheus was I like... I don't know, man. There's a few <laughs> moments where you're like, what the f*** are you doing? But it's like the Prometheus, it was just a chance. They're like, oh, we, we can try and disable their engines, but there's no guarantee we won't blow it up. So it was only a chance that if they fired mm. on it... And Jack froze for so long. Whereas I think, yeah, in this episode, Carter, I think, was was playing that. I'm playing her and I know she's playing me. They just didn't hit it hard enough. Yeah. And then, yeah, like I said before, her saying we're going to bring it back to base, that was that was when it became too much. And that's like, that's never going to happen. I mean, I think- when the when Replicata first makes contact, you would think one of you would think, all right, worst case scenario is she probably kills SG one and keeps moving. Okay. Second worst scenario, she makes the only weapon we have against replicators nullified. Check. <laughs> she gets all the information she needs check and then she fucks off without really actually actually being stronger and the replicators have a foothold in this that's samantha carter's fault because no i don't think honestly no if it, even if it was daniel i think he he would have gone to a point going you know what it's probably not worth the risk mm. They did obviously make a point about how it's like, oh, the replicators are here. They're, co- they're coming to our galaxy no matter what. They're going to be here. The weird thing is, though, is they made a big deal about, oh, the replicators absorb technology. How much stronger are they going to be once they start absorbing Gua World technology? Yeah. It's like they've been absorbing Asgard they've technology for years. So it's yeah. like basically Asgard yeah. technology is how they became human form. So it's like yeah. I know the Gua World are, like they say, that it's like, it's it's stolen technology from the ancients and stuff like that, but it's still only good old tech. So I was mm. like, that's that was a weird choice. But just on what you were saying with the like when we when we first meet her and there's like and we get them at the very very start when we get the message through the Stargate. How did we know where to send the mouth? Because we get a message <laughs> and it just yeah. says send mouth. Send mouth. Well, wouldn't we be like send address? Okay. But no, didn't she know, say? Oh, I don't know where it's from, but it's at the out outer edge of our galaxy yeah mm. so it's like there would have had to have been a second message with the address like to know yeah i don't think they've ever the really touched to... on obviously in the movie they follow where it can go where you're yeah. traveling to i don't think they've ever touched on oh we know what's coming in that's why they say you know unscheduled off activation, activation because we don't know who the f- it is and we close the iris until we get a code yeah so, so i feel like yeah, yeah for us to be able to send a mouth to communicate with it we needed to know that exact address. yeah it was, was a bit a cryptic little bit of, little bit of <laughs> logic there i think almost i think a, the worst yeah i almost got a little bit funny at the start where we did get the um unscheduled r4 activation and like gary jones is sitting there and he's like oh it's an idc it's we don't recognize it. it's an old one and she's like missing sg personnel and i'm like wouldn't you know if there's any? Like, she just sort of seemed yeah. to, like, I actually paused it for a second and I, <laughs> I didn't give it full context, but it was like, oh, yeah. do we have, I took it as like, oh, do we have missing people? And I'm like, you would fucking know mm, that, obviously. Know. But it was more of a, oh, obviously they would have people missing in action all the time. SG-11 are dying every other week. So you'd probably have, <laughs> yeah. oh, three of them died or something. And it's like, no, it could be one of those. And then he's like, oh, yeah, no. only, no, oh, only SG-11 are missing. Though. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, what no, else that's, is what, that's why Don't there's no teams out there searching for them. There's no, yeah. there's no, <laughs> no point. The yeah. other, um, the other technical thing that I noticed that sort of graded on me a little bit 
uh, was towards the end when Replicata starts taking over the, the, the alpha site and they're like, oh, the darling computer's offline when they're, while they're standing right next to the alpha site's DHD. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, <laughs> what? Man. Why would you make that a plot point and put a giant DHD on the set? I, I don't... Yeah. I don't understand that. Mm. That was weird for me. You know, the weirdest, like, I love me some Peter DeLuise who wrote this, but I, mm. the biggest plot hole for me was when they're, like, at the start, they're like, why, why do you want us, why are you contacting us? She's like, because I want to die and I want to die painlessly. The, the first question I would ask is, surely there's better ways to die than at the mm. hands of us. Mm-hmm. Or easier. Surely you could just die. She could just, you just turn up like she she removed her arm like we know she can die yeah in the kush oh, i was just gonna say why don't you just step through the earth gate and get irised to mm. death mm. like that's gonna be the that's p- pretty painless yeah you're already you know raising yeah, questions integrated yeah. and then obviously uh later on too like when she is on the alpha site and like there's that whole sort of first act where we don't get any double Carter scenes. It's replicata and the, oh, yeah. and the video camera. And it's like Carter like starts, she's like, no, I want to die. I want to die. So she starts walking towards Teal'c and then Carter in the other room is like, no, and goes to run off yeah. and do it. Teal'c, wait. If Teal'c had been that much closer on the trigger, she'd yeah. be dead. She'd mm, be dead. Yeah. He had no problems doing it. Yeah. She really ran the gauntlet there. Mm. And I think but- to do with the stupidity side of stuff too, the stuff we were getting frustrated about or the, you know, other fans have gotten frustrated about was her Carter, real Carter, filling in the gaps of Replicata's story mm. to suit her emotions toward her. Like, oh, mm. why do you think she was left without the uh, the updates if all the other replicators out there that fifth's got contact with yeah they've got the updates that. to you know to, to to be immune to the disruptor why do you mm. think it would be oh maybe he was trying to belittle her and make her feel in, inferior or maybe this maybe and it was it was all to do with her, him being an abuser and her being the yeah. abused it was there was never well maybe she was sent on a mission beforehand there was the, look it could be that he was trying to punish her or it could be the fact that, you know, he wants to make her look innocent when she comes to it. Like there was never two options about why Replicata was there in our Carter's mind. It was, you know, very early on, you know, and like Brennan said, you know, the fact that she was granted all this access to the, to the, to the computers and to the weapons and stuff like even that moment where Tilk or whoever fired the disruptor, like right next to her and i'm like oh that's so it seems weird to me like that weapon would only have like such a thin sort yeah, of a directional yeah, that like, yeah that's true that it wouldn't spread out like it just wouldn't think be, of that. yeah it wouldn't be just like a you know like a wi-fi signal or something and just spread you know yeah, but she either could have way just jumped into it yeah she was like a couple of inches away but like i'm like holy shit you're right like you can trust her but why is she touching to... the keyboard didn't they learn from linnea yeah, <laughs> like that, and that bitch had like to be in season one it. or like two. This, or what was that? Prison yourself in season one or two. Two. Yeah. So oh, that's obvious shit. Yeah, there there was a lot, and I think yeah, I I got a bit funny at the end too. And I love I love Carter. I love Amanda tapping. And half the time, even if I get uh, annoyed with a character, the actor can save it for me because I like the actor mm. or actress so much. Whereas at the end of this, and she's like, ah. Oh, all my fault i'm like yeah yeah pretty yeah, much. yeah it is and then and they're like, <laughs> like, and like immediately teal who did not trust replica the whole time tried to 
okay, he wasn't trying to overstep Carter's authority. He was going yeah. by Jack, who was the superior for all of them. He's like, we cannot let her. You know, he's like, I'm sorry. We we have we have to end this right yeah. now. And this is this is this is Jack's thing. No, Jack would let me do this. Mm, he wouldn't. He told me differently. Nah, not if he knew what was at stake. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he knows what's at stake. He said like, it. He hasn't got to you three times in this episode. Yeah, do he hasn't not got updates in the last 10 minutes, but the overall consensus is do not let her leave there, especially mm. when you come back here. And then yeah. as soon as she said it was my fault, and he looks, he's like, you cannot blame yourself for the for the actions of a replicator. Yeah. I'm like, true. Yeah. <laughs> you say, yeah. That line just, is true. Just enough. <laughs> yeah. He but says the just rest enough of it, not to hurt her feelings. Yeah. And I found myself getting really pissed off. And she's like, what have I opened up? What have I done? What have I, what have I opened up the, the threats of this galaxy and all this? I'm like, yeah, mm. kind of. And I guess for me too, even the threat of it throughout this episode, let alone at the end, the, for me, again, essentially a first time watcher, the unexpected ending. As much as we've sort of ragged on the whole replicator storyline or existence in this show so far, which is, you know, predominantly Gould are our bad guys. That's it. They're our bad guys. We have other people show up along the way, but the Gould are the bad guys. And I never would want the replicators to sort of, you know, shine through in season eight and then become the bad guys for seasons nine, 10, 11 and 12 or whatever. But I'm like, Mm. these guys could become like, they have, they do have that threat level. I do respect that. Red and they are Foxtrot, Alpha Six. Sorry. <laughs> they are, they are emotionless. Like at least the Gould are power hungry, and they've got like, you know, bioorganism based emotions and stuff. And they do feel, and it's it, there's a lot of emotion behind their decision making. Whereas the replicators just want to replicate they just want to grow they want to grow their own species but it's a very mechanical way of thinking even when you get the human replicators where they do have that emotion there and even if fifth is a a generalization of 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 his kind and his his updated kind that he is an adolescent emotional sort of thing yeah they're emotional based but they've still got those basic principles of the spider replicators so they are a different type of bad guy who are just you know like the terminator you can't stop them they are on a mission and they will try and finish that mission until they are stopped or till they complete it so i respect that and i guess now that they're on the edge of our galaxy and all that in this episode i i'm like wow these they they do have the I don't know. There is the chance for them in this show to become something greater, but I don't know. Maybe it's just my ongoing feelings for the last 10, 15, 20 years of watching this show. I'm just like, I'm kind of glad they didn't. I don't care enough. Like I want my ghoul to be the bad guy. If they bring back SG one or SG whatever in two years time, I kind of want the ghoul to be the bad guys again, just because I'm, I'm nostalgic like that. Like I want, I don't know what my it's my Stargate, and even though these guys have been a bad guy since what season when the replicators first came into it, late three or uh, late two, yeah, whatever uh, it was. Finale of finale of season three. Finale of season three. I still feel like they're just an add-on. Like even though they've been around for more than <laughs> half of the show, mm. two thirds of the show, they still feel us like a oh, we needed an extra threat there, and then we couldn't kind of just couldn't get rid of them. You know, so that's the Asgard's problem. You know why? Because Cooper created them. That's why we can't get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> Much like well, we can't get rid of him. It was also, I think, a little bit anticlimactic in that, like that Fifth's gone. Fifth's dead. We never see Fifth again. Yeah, yeah. Was weird like, man. Oh, ah, yeah. like to build him up, like at the, at the opening two-parter, and he's a new thing, and he's got mm. a 
He's got his own Carter. And I think that's what made the human form of the replicators interesting. You know, going off what Mitch was just saying, it was Fifth's emotional responses that made like made him really dangerous, that he was unpredictable because of the way you felt about Carter in particular. So A, it was weird that he didn't just use her as a sex toy, like he tortured her and stuff. Like Noreen, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which was weird. But then like he, he's gone. And it's just like, oh, oh, that's that's how and you know, no spoilers, but it's like, well, we only see Replicata one more time before they kind of leave that storyline behind as well. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. All right. That is a spoiler, by the way. <laughs> in case you're wondering, if you're playing at home. Next time you see her, don't expect to see now. her again after that. The next episode we see her, we say, we, and we never see you again. <laughs> but no, you're right. I felt the same way about Fifth. I thought, I don't know that I can trust anything in this episode so far, even though those, you know, meeting underneath the spinning blue light as if they were on like, what was that? Like the Phantom Zone type thing in the old school Superman, like that sort of way that um, the lights are working in that, in that dark room. I'm like, this seems like it's a meeting of the minds. It's their link. So we can trust everything we see here is what's happening. We don't need to trust the motives behind those words, but what we see here is real. So the yeah. fact that he disappears and she's like, they're, you know what? They're not even as gullible as you are. And then he just sort of looks up and he kind of disappears. And I'm like, that seems really anticlimactic for that character. And I know, okay, it, we should be real life. You know, you don't get, I've been, I've just watched three seasons of the Ozark in the last couple of weeks. And there's a lot of characters in there that you think, oh, geez, I can't wait to see what happened. They're dead. Bang. See you later. Boom. Yeah, they're dead. Um, sometimes you don't even see them die. This next, you see a dead body the next episode. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay. We didn't yeah. get closure in that character. I guess they did have a full story, but we didn't get a chance to kind of farewell them from the show. You didn't get those moments where you're like, ah, oh, shit, they're going to die here. Okay. It's just, mm. bang, see you later. We're gone. And that's more real life than, you know, not every character, not every person you ever meet or, or know is going to get this great closure and send off. Mm. But I still thought for someone like fifth and he still feel like he was trying to, he was finding his footing in this show in this place. And okay. If mm. he was only ever designed to give us replicata, then that's fine. We can be done with him if we bring in replicata, but you know, spoiler, not spoiler. If we only ever see her once again, then it's like, well then hang on. He only existed for her and she only existed to, die well then what's the point of any of it so and then maybe we're applying like modern day technology thoughts to this but it's like they basically said there's a wi-fi between all the all the replicators like Mm. they all Mm. would fifth not have been able to download his consciousness into somewhere else like into another body somewhere like Mm. given the way yeah like the asgars do emperor style yeah Yeah, let's come back unexplicably don't bring that up. Like, not, not even yeah. Robert Cooper writing is that bad, so... <laughs> just store him in a helmet or something. Yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah. Everyone will buy that. Hey, just on that quickly, Matty. So, you know, you, you've got a sci-fi script in front of you or an idea, a pitch has come in. Who do you want presenting it to you? Robert C. Cooper or J.J. Abrams? Oh, oh is that penis or not penis? <laughs> <laughs> They're both penises. <laughs> um... <laughs> I think I'd have to go Cooper. Oh, f- I think I'd have to- <laughs> Just because Cooper does have a couple of okay, you know, episodes in his back pocket. Mm. JJ. Oh, or, as, um, or as I like it, he's referred to by all the um, uh, Star Wars haters, he's now Jar Jar Abrams. 
<laughs> ah, I like that. Jar Jar Abrams and Ruin Johnson. I love those. They're great. <laughs> Ruin Johnson. Ruin Johnson and Jar Jar. Yeah, well, that's fair. Yeah. No, he I think I have to go. Obviously, JJ couldn't polish the turd that he left in the room. Well, I mean, no, you've got to remember now, you can polish a turd. Like, Mythbusters have proved it that you yeah. can polish a turd. So our new phrase has to be, do you remember? Or oh, maybe you weren't here for it, Brendan. Maybe it was just me and Mitchell when we knew it. Get a better buffer. No, the new one is you can't put a flower in your asshole and call it a vase. Yeah. You can, but we're all going to know. <laughs> we're all going to know. You can, but it's still going to stink. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you walked into, yeah. you know, some super, super duper billionaire person's, you know, mansion in, in Malibu or something like that. And they've just hired someone to just do a handstand with a leg spread and just a you know a nice bouquet of lilies just popping out. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw that in a Jeffrey Epstein documentary on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of people. Sounds hired like Cooper. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> speaking of fifth, though, wasn't he just creepy as fuck? Mm. in the flashbacks, creepy. especially? Yeah. Oh my god, he was like Buffalo Bill or some shit. Yeah. Put yeah. the lotion on the skin. Yeah. I, I still don't quite understand. Like he, maybe I just don't have that part of the brain, but it's like, yeah, if he goes to all the trouble to like make a car to be, because he seems to be in love with her mm. and then to do that stuff to her is like, uh, Oh, like just have he sex with get her. It. Like why? Just. I mean, I know, I know he hates. Do they have sex? Does he have a replica? Dong. I mean, he's, 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 you know, he's two years old or whatever it is. So who knows? But um, yeah, it's weird. It's like, like, I understand that he's also got this complicated relationship that he hates Carter for what, like, because she betrayed him. That's right. not, that's not Carter. That's, I hate, good old fashioned hate. Yeah. So it's like, was all that stuff real? Or was that something that Replicata just sort of showed our Carter to try and get sympathy out of her? Yeah. But even in like the moments, I would, I'd love to know, like, you know, for the longest time, he thought Carter betrayed him. She's like, it wasn't me. I didn't know about it until it was too late. He goes, you're a liar. She's like, well, I'm not. Mm. I can only tell you the truth. Yeah, you don't have to believe and it. find out. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't believe that even, well, now that you've cloned me and remade me into a replicator and that you trust that 100% because it is you or a different version of you, you know, it's another replicator, ask yeah. it. Oh, well, no, did, did it, she betray me? No, it wasn't her. Okay, good. You can lose the animosity towards it, surely. Mm. Hate all humans, yeah. but you don't have to hate Carter, where he still does quite clearly hate Carter for what she did. I'm like, so did you not ask Replicata about that? Did you not want to know the truth? Did you suspect didn't Carter? He, pro- he probed her mind, though. Mm. Yeah, so it's like, like you should time. know. Yeah. Isn't should that know. how, how rep- the only way Replicata could have gotten all those memories, like have all of real Carter's memories, is because... It. took them all like took them all from mm. her downloaded them all and then put them into his creation so it's mm. like yeah. how many ways does he need to know that carter was just following orders like yeah. it's yeah it's very odd so i mean he did mention you know it's o'neill that's the one that you got to be worried about and blah 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 but mm. it's just it was just too wishy-washy mm. it was just okay. like come on carter you know better than that to me mm. this is almost rewatching it now this is worse than when she trusted the machine in um what was it called the lightning one um entity the lightning lightning down it was like she took a gamble there which was probably 
made more sense than the gamble in this yeah. episode because the stakes were extremely high. Before it was just the the chance that she might die, so she decided yeah. to do that, sacrifice herself. Stepping for the back sake from of that. it, I think I could definitely rewatch this a million times more before I'd rewatch uh, Entity again, purely for Amanda Tabbing's performance, like her Carter v Replicata. Mm. Like I really believe Replicata was a was its own separate entity. It never at no point did I think that was just Amanda Tapping. Like was, she really had those two characters separated. Mm. I mean, great decision to make to save money in production costs <laughs> just to have the same person do that. Yeah, but yeah, like, it was it was funny when she walked into the interrogation room and she's like, Oh, we're not gonna do face to face. It's like this can, this screen's gonna have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's so obvious. Budget reasons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Ed is not comfortable uh, with this at all. He he doesn't think he can do it. He doesn't think he can pull it off. <laughs> but then, like a couple of scenes later, yeah, they find a reason to do it, and then they're in a lot of scenes together. Yeah. So I'm like, well, okay, that was well, just clearly a story idea. It yeah, wasn't it was, that you were. It was, it was definitely Peter Deloise wanting to subvert expectations. He was like, he was wanting, he wanted that disappointment. He wanted the audience to. Go, oh, we're going to get Carter and Carter in a scene together here and then be let down by the fact that it's a camera. But yeah. Brennan's right in that because we're all sci-fi fans, we know how expensive that kind of shit is. So mm. our, our, our first thought is to go, oh, that was budget. That was mm. budget. You know that. Like the, the first scene I think they did was stand in over the shoulder shot and vice versa. I think mm. the only sh- the first shot they did was, and it was kind of innocuous shot, was like, oh, she's at a computer and then she walks beside her. And then they kind of make, they try to do the eye contact thing and that always gives it away. For me, like the replicata while she's working on the computer, Carter comes next to her. She could should just kind of like glance and like look in her general direction but not turn her head and look at something that's not there because yes. you can tell that there's no eye contact because they're two yeah. different characters to start with. Two different, well, same pe- same the, person. The, the best shot though was um, towards the end when they go to look at, maybe they're watching the fifth ship coming in on a satellite or something or other. But it's like Tilk walks like Tilk is in the middle, and then they sort of cross on both sides to come. Mm. Up to, the flank. to me, that shot was perfect. That looked phenomenal. Yeah, so good. But yeah, it's like if you're not 100 percent on the eye contact stuff, just just don't block it that way. Just yeah. like you said, have have just a glance or uh or yeah just be kind of like yeah like if someone's behind you you don't really turn like you know their presence are behind you and you're on the computer you'd be like yeah yeah kind of acknowledge they're there but not try to make eye contact and even from a filmmaking thing like you know you saying oh there's a lot of over the shoulder sort of stuff and i was like yeah i wonder whether you you get caught up when you're like oh we're trying to fool the audience into thinking obviously they know that there's two amended happenings but you want to make them believe it within the shot within the camera so we have you know you know unknown stunt actress you know blurred blonde hair in the foreground and real amanda tapping in the background i'm like that shot probably doesn't match how they do a lot of their other shots that are just sort of mm. like, you know, mm. headies from the other side of the room where you have O'Neill talking to Daniel or something. It's just yeah, that's quite true. like mid shots. I'm like, I wonder where they get caught up trying to fool the audience when they're actually doing a shot that they would never actually otherwise do. But I guess yeah. maybe as an audience member, we go, oh, we see a man tapping and then we see a man tapping like, oh, come on. Like, obviously that's not, they're not there. Like they clearly, it's clearly like, you know, you're doing your bit tomorrow. You'll come back and do replicata. Whereas any other scene where it's 
RDA talking to Michael Shanks, you're like, yeah, that seems normal. So yeah, it's just close up. Yeah, usually like you know yeah. from from chest to head, and well, well, I think that um, they would be able to get away with that. Do like chest to head shot with replicator and then cut back to Tilk and Sam. Mm. You'd be able to believe that. Because, yeah. yeah, they don't do a lot of over-the-shoulder shots in SG-1. No, and I think the reason they did it, too, is because they actually had three Carters. So they had Amanda tapping, they had her, like, stand-in, but then they also have her photo double. And it was like, I was listening to the audio commentary and, and the way Peter DeLuise was explaining it, it's like, there's the photo double who, like, you know, in a you know three-quarter shot, it looks like her jawline matches Carters perfectly. So they're using her a lot. But she's not a great actress, apparently. So her her stand-in is actually really, really good at matching Carter's like cadence and speaking patterns and stuff like that. So it was like if Carter's like if Amanda Tapping's looking at her um, uh, her photo double, she's actually getting fed lines from her stand-in off camera because her stand-in was matching the way Carter like the way Amanda Tapping would speak better. Mm. So yeah, it would have been a massive head and so confusing that yeah i think you're right they almost overcomplicated it by trying to sell it that you know you had two actual carters Maybe i think um yeah i think i agree with you maddie tapping's performance was pretty great the only so the only thing i didn't well, when we're talking about terminator the good thing about arnie's terminator is that he's robotic he has no emotion he turns his head instead of his eyes when he's kind of scanning out the room. I just wish, especially in the combat scenes, like Carter does a lot of scrunch, uh, face scrunching and wincing. I just kind of wish she was very plain and just threw them around the room or at least tried it. It's tiny, it's tiny, it's minute. They're so much more advanced. So much no, you're right. They're feeling the they're feeling the anguish, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, uh, right. putting in the effort. Replicata feels pain, you know. So yeah, yeah. you were it, it for me, it changed like in that prologue bit where the Malp saw her and she comes up. She's like, "Hello, mm. I am Samantha Carter, and I would like you to kill me." And then when she showed up at the um at the Alpha site, and she was very much. I don't know, she's much more conversational. She's like, oh, are we not going to meet face to face? You know, okay, well, yeah. that's fine. And, you know, fifth, you know, he did this to me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, why were you so robotic the first time we saw you with, if you're not going to keep that up? Like, yeah. sure, we're going to sympathize more. Well, I don't know, maybe we don't. I thought her physical movements fit. Mm. Like the yeah, way she kind of put like, her hands down on the table and sat down or deliberate. walked every around. Move, every move yeah. was very deliberate. Her speech was very formal, which I really enjoyed. I'm wondering if maybe because in season six and season seven with the other human form, human form replicators, they were never really robotic either. So like in universe, because it had never been set up that they were very robotic, she didn't feel the need to do it. But I think you're right in that it would have sold it mm. a little bit better. Even Reese was barely robotic, you know? So it's Oh like yeah, Reese is like a juvenile. Well, she was actually an android. Whereas yeah. first, I don't know, first was pretty... Hello. You know, you I think he would. I feel like he was. I feel like that was just the accent. It was just that, you know. The English accent. Yeah, pretty yeah, robotic. Himself. Very, very proper. <laughs> we are more than you. We understand yeah. you need sustenance, so please. Do you, um, do you think there was anything in what Replicata said about Carter, like the real Carter, having um, untapped greatness limited by her fears that really stuck out to me that line yeah i like that too 
I thought that was really interesting, like tying into like Grace and, and other things about Carter and, and what she thinks about herself. I'm like, I mean, if they went on with it, it would be amazing, but yeah. Yeah. If there was some kind of residual of that somewhere or anything. Yeah. I really, they, in terms of the whole 10 season arc, like I feel like Carter has like her story arc has, has progressed the least, which always annoyed me because mm. she's such a great character. Yeah, I think you're right. And it was just like, oh, you get the whole Pete thing. Oh, look, Carter has a girlfriend, but you're like, really? It's not progressing her character. Mm. And even, especially, you know, she'll have scene. later appearances in other series and stuff, but it's just like, to me, that's not like the same character. It's like they've just added Yeah. Well, and this, this season in particular with Carter being the leader of SG-1, like, they never really spent much time on that. Yeah. And it's like, Mm. you know, I think that there could have been at least one good episode in there of Carter. Like they did touch on it, you know, about Carter being a little bit apprehensive about the team and what if she makes the wrong decision. Which was dumb. That was a dumb move. Yeah. Like, you know, going back to when, you know, the first way we meet Carter, she's like, just because my reproductive organs are on the inside instead of the outside. Like, <laughs> yeah. where's that sassy yeah. Carter? Yeah, like, where's that sass? We need know, that. She's confident. She's, Where, she's And then, I mean, we'll probably touch on it later, but she should have, well, she should be the main leader of SG1 from now on. Whereas mm. there's kind of muddy oh, waters in that I'm, regard. I'm winking at you. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It uh, didn't Same make sense. I was, I was winking, winking at you earlier with something Mitch said as well, but I'm not going to we won't, we won't right. go there. Mm. I think um, too, for me, like you're just saying that the, her arc, you know, didn't get covered as much as, you know, either it should have or more than others. And for me, I think about like if, if they bring back Stargate and if it is a continuation of the SG-1, whether it's called that or not, you know, we as fans you know like i said before i get nostalgic so i want to see you know the old crew back we're not going to you know rda however old he is he's loving what mm. he's doing he's on the circuit or he's not he's just at home he's just happy whatever man you're not Still getting him impressed in black and white yeah you're not getting him back up to vancouver to shoot a bunch of shit yeah. you know and you're not going to get him and amanda tapping and michael shanks and chris judge all back there and they're oh they're still going he's well still from what i hear and... you're never going to get chris judge and michael shanks in the same room again, so. <laughs> but even like yeah, i heard that too you know personal squabbles aside i'm like well who do you get back and as a as a character you know who do you get back and for me even i don't know whether it ever occurred to me even before the last five minutes and part of me wants to say that samantha carter is the one that is probably the most mainstay character if you're going to bring it back she's mm. my screen time because for me if teal i know that he did a lot of work with earth and he's sort of you know bound to us and sworn loyalty to earth but his main mission was to free the Jafar. And if he has done that, if the Gould are done as an enemy, then he's freed the Jafar. Or if the Gould are still there as an enemy, they probably come back trying to regain power. They've proven mm. that they're not gods. The Jafar are probably free anyway to the most extent. So maybe he's out there and he is more of a Braytac type character. He's out there, shows up in his robes every six or seven episodes and does his bit. You know, Michael Shanks, does, 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 does Daniel Jackson, is he off-world doing a lot of stuff, you know, or is he is he almost Doc Fraser where you see he's there on base, but you don't see him all the time, whereas Carter could probably, she could still be leading SG-1 for a while, you know, like, you know, there's 15 years on the on the show. She between, could be the 
general of the base at this point. She yeah. could be, yeah. She could very much be the general of the base. She could still be. That's what I always pictured. I always pictured Carter having like a like her own ship and not like an Earth made ship, but like an ancient ship. Mm. And they're going out scouring the universe, and and then you have Cam. Like I don't think it doesn't make any sense for SG One to come back as a as a seasoned group because they're all in their fifties. Mm, you know, so least, it doesn't yeah. make sense to do yeah. that. Just come in as cameos. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um and have your own team and they educate mm. the team or whatever. And you know, you can have them there for three or four episode arcs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the same way, you know, in the last couple of seasons, every now and then Prometheus has showed up to save the day. Imagine mm. if we had a new like SG one team going out and doing things, and then suddenly the you know, the twenty twenty version of Prometheus rocks up and it's Sam Carter in command. Like, yeah. yeah, just for that, you know, that one scene or something like that. Like, that would be sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's fan servicing, but who cares? The, that's that's, that's why it's want. called fan servicing. I'm a fan. <laughs> service me. Yeah, service yeah. my money, wants. If you want me to pay for streaming Make, services and DVDs and all yeah. that kind of stuff, if you want my money and you want my eyes on your product, in service me. Make man. me yeah. hard, please. Yeah. And that's what we're service, paying for. Fan servicing gets a bad name because of bad fan servicing. No one goes, yeah. oh, God, fan servicing. How... It's so good. You just come oh, out dude. of it. You come out of fan servicing that's good, feeling good. You don't come out of going, wow, that mm. was really good fan servicing. Mm. No. You reference it if it's bad. You know, it's I like the even- best. I think the best one for me is like Rogue One at the end of Rogue One, where Vader mm. comes just all out, and you're like, yeah. oh my god, that was a, that was the best film of all time when yeah, it was I mean, just you, that, that two scene, minutes. That yeah. has nothing to that overall film. Like you don't no. need it there, but it's there, and you're like. Okay. Change of yeah, pants. and the this thing one, is, yeah, it yeah. makes sense story-wise, like in the sense, like you know, it doesn't service the film in the sense that the film would be incomplete without it. But it makes mm. sense that he was there because mm. he was a tool for the emperor, and it fits perfectly with the fact that that movie ends twenty minutes, forty-five minutes, an hour before the start of a new hope. And yeah. why is he chasing them in A New Hope? Why didn't he get yeah. them before they left? Well, this is why. This is he almost did. He got within. A- whisper of getting that that dark reckon shit. he could have too yeah and he, he probably could have. <laughs> it's not hard enough <laughs> i feel like something uh, interesting's going to happen down the line yeah, if i we'll let this one slip but you're right like and even the, on the star wars thing like the word prequel has such a bad mm. context around it because everyone hated the prequels like they're not the only prequels hollywood has ever made but because people didn't like them the idea of making a prequel sucks yeah. whereas well, I mean, if stargate make... tried it and failed well there's that too yeah <laughs> but miserably like you, make, you make a good prequel and people don't complain i'm just my my first thought i don't know why surprise surprise was like bond like we say the the james bond movies when they started yeah. in the, the the proper continuity ones with dr no Doctor No as a book was like, I don't know, the fourth book or the seventh book or something. But I mean, they're standalone but as well. They you are very could... much standalone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I never read the books. So I don't know how much connectivity there is in the books. But the idea that when we first are introduced to him in the films, he is already a secret agent. We don't know how long he's yeah. been part of it. It's irrelevant. He's just there. Whereas when they finally decided, you know, 40 years later, all right, we've got to, you know, Die Another Day was so terrible. We need to start all of this over again. <laughs> Why don't we make the one movie that we never made in that continuity and tell the story about how he became a double O? And so you make Casino Royale and it's a good movie no one comes out and goes oh god prequels suck they go that yeah. was that was good they didn't go that was a good prequel they go that was a good story you it's wouldn't good. know if you didn't 
Yeah, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. So, yeah, I think there's definitely room there. And and even longevity-wise, like I just found myself thinking about like the mainstay actress who's been there since day one. I'm a big Law and Order fan. SVU, Mariska Hargitay, Mariska Hargitay. Um, she's been there since the very first episode of SVU. They're now in like season 21 or 22 or some Jesus. shit. She's leading I'm that sure show. The quality is just as good as it was. In well, I, don't, I mean, it might have, but it depends what you thought about the quality. I mean, are they really special now? I mean, hey, look, I know. How, how many rapes are there in New York City, for Christ's sake? Um, how many child molesters are there? it's going to be a victim's unit. It's, it's, so, it's, I mean, it's scary. And like, you know, she's... 22 years older than when she started so she's a she's an older character and she's certainly an older actress she's surrounded by like a new cast but it's still her character and they still you know give her things because they i think even her character they didn't really develop that like you get like four or five seasons in before you find out that she is a child of rape like her mum was raped she and and i don't think she ever knew her dad even as a criminal behind bars or anything like that but she grew up and that was why she wanted to get into that line of work was to stop evil men like her father, even though that she's a product of that. And, you know, they, they delve into little things like that every couple of seasons and whatnot. So they don't ever fully develop her character perhaps, but she's still leading that. And I don't sit there and go, Oh, she's past it. You know, she shouldn't be, she's got nowhere to go. I'm like, no, I want that character who is so passionate about what she does still leading that team. And I kind of want Carter there the same way. Not that I don't want Jackson and certainly not that I don't want Christopher judge in there doing his mm-hmm. thing. Um, I definitely want him there. And I keep sitting there thinking, he doesn't look that much older. Like Christopher Judge looks amazing. Like he's got that whole Tilk blood thing that, or Jafar blood thing that he could not look that much older. He's, who cares? He's like Bray yeah. But I think Carter could be the one that would, that would, would and should have the most screen time if they brought it back to be that fan service, the key fan service, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I think, I think she does hold the record for being the one like actor who's been in the most, most appearances of, of yeah, the Stargate well, franchise. I think it's yeah. her and Chris. Well, is it? I think is it Chris Judge than her? Well, or they're equal, and then Walter. Well, well, we'll have <laughs> Mitchell. Just cover your ears, and I'll, I'll talk very tenderly. Here. Not a whole series, but SG One. Yeah, uh, Tilk has been in more episodes of SG One because yeah. Carter has about six episodes off in season nine when she's pregnant in real life. Yeah, uh, she's on maternity leave, but but Carter has had more appearances in the over the entire franchise. I think Walter's the only one that appeared in. No, that's not true. All three, I was going to say. That's no, not true. Uh, Jackson's definitely appeared in all three, and and Jack as well. Oh yeah, very true. I don't know if Carter appeared in Universe. I don't think she did. I can't remember. Maybe very early on in something. Walter like did. He's crushing it. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it was just the pilot. Oh, yeah. The only other thing I wanted to talk about was, and it always gets a bit dodgy when we start getting into um, the physics of, of Stargate travel, but that whole tug of war at the end, mm. I don't mm. think that could have happened. Like, if, if Carter's feet were still on, like, the outside of the gate, she would have enough leverage to be able to have that tug of war with tilt but if all her body and legs are through the gate and it's just like the top half of her torso and her arm how can she pull against tilt mm. to have that 
of war. Like there's not, there's no leverage. Like the rest of her body yeah. is, is in molecules. Well, for me that, yeah, I'll, I'll be the nufty here because that's what I've asked in this rewatch. And I haven't, again, rewatched as much as you guys have over the years, but for me, I always got stuck in the idea. Okay. It's like the movie, like when Jackson put his head in and he you know, opened his eyes, he's in the water. Yeah. For a his second, face goes. Then he, you know, his, his face goes and you, and you go, yeah. okay, well, maybe his whole body, you know, pushed either way. Like whatever goes through the event horizon, disappear straight away and then you have those mm. moments where someone sticks their hand in on like the entry point of a gate takes it out and they're fine and i'm like oh okay so the whole of the thing needs to go through before it disintegrates okay cool mm. but either way i thought that it took some time but then you've had those episodes where you're like a camera on the shoulder of a, of a soldier or whatever and you know you're running through you hit the event horizon and you're you're automatically you're through the other side or that one episode. I, I think it was Jack, maybe when he was the mole in the, um, yeah. And ID and he walked through one gate and you were sort of side on, you were, you were the gate essentially. And you saw him walk from like left of screen in through and he was, he came out instantaneously mm. on the other side. And, and then someone told me, no, 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 it, the Stargate, the magic of the travel is that phenomenal you can walk in on one side of the galaxy and bang, you're there on the other side of the galaxy straight away. Like it's, it's so quick. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay. That kind of flies in the face. Oh, I think it depends where you are. I think it's about three seconds. They say. Yeah. Three, three, three and a bit it. seconds. Yeah. But then you get the start of this episode, which she's like, send a malp and the malp goes through and they're like, okay, malp is traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Even <laughs> in the movie, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm some distant part of the Kalian galaxy or some shit like that. Yeah. Whereas in the end, forever. right. Like it was just her arm. And then she met, he Teal'c manages to bring her entirely nearly well, um, back through. And then she almost, you know, terminated it and chopped her own arm off sort of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously Amanda tapping was on the other side of the line and she was using her legs yeah. to force back. Mm. I think, replicator carter would probably be able to use her her bionic bicep to yep. pull tilt because <laughs> i think she would point. if it was mano in mano in the gate room she would own him yeah so maybe one arm versus hold tilt well there was that cool work. moment where she like where she like grabbed his arm that was it yeah just his arm or his arm holding the replicator and, like, holding and the replicator just, gun yeah. and just like and i was like that was that was a cool moment yeah so yeah so you're I right think, it could just be up at her freakishly strong replicator upper body strength yeah but i would have to see it first because i can't remember oh man he axed her when he tackled her on the stairs like whoever whoever that body double was she got owned by christopher judge tackling her she just felt like a sack of potatoes oh she was pregnant after that (laughs) with the floor as the daddy um (laughs) but i don't yeah i'll have to i'd have to re-watch that where it's like does he reach into the inventor? I think he actually reaches into the inventor and, and then pulls her back. Oh, I, I didn't think she fully uh, disintegrated, like fully. Um... Oh, so Till grabs replicated replicator's arm as she walks through, and that's when the tug of war happens. And then she totally bloody. Disengage the werewolf! She's locked out the control. Skinks it. And removes her arm. So yeah, he grabs her just before. Yeah, so her left arm never dematerializes like that. She's always on this side of the gate. 
but it's yeah it's just like how much when it's just he's holding an arm where is her leverage coming from to fight back i guess yeah because her, her whole body comes her back her body and forth is. but yeah i think in the real world i could almost say like yeah where does the leverage come from you're right but almost like the bionic could be to a theory yeah i mean we, at the end of the day we are talking about like a you know an artificial life form made out of tiny yeah. cells you know fighting with a with a, a jafar or an alien planet stepping through an artificially created worm so it's like how much <laughs> real world science do you want to apply all of it like it's <laughs> we've had we've had it before like yeah jack stuck his arm through after that mayborn episode but also they kind of put Whoever died, oh, when Apophis died the first time, they kind of put his legs through and he kind of slid. That's right. Through he kind without, of like sphincted him in. It was like, yeah, sucked him up. So it's mm. like, yeah, the gate, the whole gate physics is just whatever. Whoever they, wrote it, whoever yeah, directs whatever they it, need for the it's up to them. At the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fair call. And oh, what happened? Oh, that's right. In Atlantis, when Ford went through and then it was only his hand. And then Rodney dragged him back into the puddle jumper in 38 minutes. Anyway, it was his feet, wasn't it? It was just his two feet. His foot? Yeah, like, that's like, right. Um, like like the Wizard of Oz. Like the house in Wizard of Oz, yeah. yeah. And he just sort of dragged him back in. So um, Yeah, yeah. I think that's the first time we saw that. Yeah, memory. That, I'm, that I'm fine with. Like, if you're, if you're stepping through a Stargate and there's a part of you that never enters the event horizon and never dematerializes, mm. you can be pulled back. My only issue is with the tug of war. Like, yeah. Where, where were Carter's feet and body to fight back the force that Teal yeah. was putting against? That's and I think that's the only time they really ever went against that was in a hundred days when Teal shot that kind of harpoon with the rope on the, the end. Rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But that's yeah, a long then, rope. <laughs> and then, like, like Mitch was saying, it's like you know sometimes they talk, you know, like in this episode they talk about the long travel, and then there's other shots where you've seen where it's just it's almost like you're stepping through a doorway. So. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I think that was just a cool transition shot. That's what I took it as. I didn't try to, didn't think like in terms of the Jack one with the Mayborn episode where he goes through. Yeah, it's like you almost have to sort of factor in that there was a time cut in there or something like that. But um, overall, I liked it. I I like this episode. I can I can rewatch this anytime. It doesn't bother me. Like I I think Amanda's performance is what sells it the most for me. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, unless there's an you know, a military person out there who can tell me I just would have felt like she kind of disobeyed orders enough to get disciplined. Oh, Maybe Jack's not a court-martial, but Jack's it's like... Jack's going to discipline her. I can tell you, Jack's going to discipline her. Like, you could tell at that one point where Tilk was pissed when the disruptor didn't work. And she's like, what have I done? And he was like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. And in hindsight, I kind of blame Tilk as well. Because he should have just not gone, especially after Jack said, you know what has to be done. He should have just really just went, you're not touching that computer. Bang. Mm. I, I did read someone's, one of the nitpicks someone had was Carter never should have been able to upload the virus through the monitor because monitors display yes. only. There's no way to send information. <laughs> I did, I did think I about like, that. Really? Like she's a like liquid metal Terminator type kind of character. Like, yeah. I feel like she could do it. If anyone could send do it, it through an eight pin VGA it. video cable. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, 
interesting. I'm just having a look through. Um, 15 I pins did... for those who play at home. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to get hate mail. I'm just having a look through uh, IMDb. And ironically, for all the hate this episode gets, like with the reviews, it's at a 7.6. Citizen Joe's at a 7.7. I think if you... Um... Yeah, wow. I didn't like it the first time I saw it. I don't know why. But then, same with the 200 for me. So, it's, it, I think it depends on your personality. I like yeah, them both just... now. But at the time, I was like, what is this? Full Alert is at 7. Full Alert has the same rating as Citizen Joe. That's Is that the ballsy one? Full Alert. Um, that's the finale to, like, the end game, like the Covenant end game thing. The, oh. Russian, the Russian episode. Oh, forgot about that one. Yeah, wouldn't have thought it. Wouldn't have thought that. Very strange. All right, that's episode one hundred and seventy-two of Get Into Gate. Next week we are back in the Pegasus Galaxy. Uh, I'll go to you again, Maddie, because I don't have it written in front of me. What do we got? Oh, it's uh, the one one of Brendan's been looking forward to the most. So Brendan, Brendan's a fan. <laughs> you're not. You think this is when Atlantis starts going on like a what a three episode yeah, this, downhill. This... This was a downhill for me, the Defiant one. Okay. But I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm eager to have a watch and uh, see if I can uh, enjoy it the way Brendan does. I have to remind myself what it is. <laughs> the Defiant one, it's the desert planet with the wraith. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dig it. That's one of my highlights of, grade, of uh, yeah, season one. Yeah, you were fanging about it last week. <laughs> yep. That was a while ago, mate. I was drunk. <laughs> um <laughs> You were actually. You were three sheets of the wind. It was quite enjoyable. <laughs> it was, Mitch cut out a lot of the bad stuff, which is good. I haven't listened back to it yet. So we'll see. We'll see what yeah, happens. We'll I had one of the worst hangovers. That's the first time I drank in a month. And that was horrible. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was actually the first day of August, wasn't it? it yeah. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Yeah. I was. Yeah, I may as well have had a hangover because I drove home that night from Maddie's and it was like 2.15 oh, in the yeah. morning when I left. Yeah. It was a 45-minute trip back. By the end, I'm doing one of the years, like slapping yourself in the face and <laughs> yeah. playing window music down. really loud, window yeah, down. Yeah. None of it works when you're actually tired, though. No, you're right. No. Yeah, Brendan, after, after like, what was that? It was like a four-hour record or something like that. We finished up. Mm. Mitch hung around for like another hour. We were just chatting away because like when we get talking, like we never shut mm-hmm. up. So we were just chatting away. Next, next we know, yeah, it's like after two a.m. Yeah, like, and you were like, oh. you were nice. You're like, oh, he comes because we were chatting. You're like, oh, I just come sit down. I'm like, if I sit down, I will fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a phase when you're leaving. It's like you talk. All right, better go. Go outside. You talk. Get in the car. Mm. Wind the window down. You talk. Turn the <laughs> yeah. turn the engine on. You talk. And I, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, and Mitch and time I to go. In the water. So you know. Mm. Yeah what we do oh mate we've all been there all right so the defiant one that is next week on get into gate if you are joining us for the first time you can check out all of our old podcasts just search your favorite podcasting app or outlet or sites whatever you want to go to just search get into gate the stargate podcast hit us up on the socials twitter facebook instagram uh, see what's going on up to date when our episodes are dropping Again, search Get In The Gate, a Stargate podcast, or uh, drop us a long-form line. We can get a lot of uh, entries to the hairy mailbag recently. Just get into gate at gmail.com. And if you don't want me to stab you in the eye with a gem, jump on our Patreon. Jet, I, don't, I, don't think we've, I don't think we've ever you worked backwards before. That was... want, well, okay, if, if you don't want me to, to stab, stab you with the gem in the eye, 
Jim in your eye? Any Meg? Jim and Jim and Jim. It's Jim. very hard to work with. In fairness, it's a yeah. very hard one to work with. Yeah, well, I just didn't want to do the, the very basic, oh, if you want to be our Jim and I, mm. on Patreon, just you know, sort of change it up a little bit. Yep. No, I like it. Oh, dear. Well, if you want Reese to come back, bloody hit him up on the socials, just just message him directly. Yeah. That's what <laughs> they call it. Just dick pics, flat pics, whatever you want. As much just as you want. Go back. for it. Yep. I don't know what he's doing. Trying to be a dad or some shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Get over it. Like, like Brennan and I have been there. Like, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing it this for four years. We know what. We know what to do. <laughs> five, five between the two of you. He's only got one. I mean, that's no big deal. Yeah, that's yeah. No big deal. yeah. Place, place. <laughs> Living the dream. One, easy street. <laughs> one, they do the work for you. It's not even they yeah. do the work for themselves. Yeah. They do it do for you, you. Do you know what's even easier than one? None. <laughs> Shut like up. Guys pay for like diapers and formula. That's what's behind. No, it. actually, it's not because you don't know what you're not missing out on. Yeah, I've got nieces and nephews. It's fine. <laughs> I, I sat on my couch at midnight last night eating peanut butter out of the jar buying toys on eBay. So I'm fine. Oh, God, that's so good. <laughs> you know, I like to mix it up, you know, both of them. You know, I'm sitting there watching Ozark with Sarah tonight and I'm bagging my Phantom comics that I bought in Harvey Bay ages ago. Oh, really? Ago. I still hadn't bagged them all. Oh, and... sorry, I thought you meant bagging as in making fun of them. I'm like, what? Oh, no, please. No, no, no. Putting them in acid-free plastic bags and all that so that they keep nicely. 172 guys episode 172 i was talking to my my son because he was at her um him and bella my daughter were at the 100th recording but mm. our special 100th episode and he asked my, my son's name's jack jack john james o'neill daniel jackson Till saying, gibson <laughs> john jackson, carter and <laughs> and and he's like, are you, what number are you at? Because you were like at 100. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like one, has, is it, it has to be after 150. Maybe it's not. I don't remember 150. But God damn, 172. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's cracking along. It's creeping up. I'll have to crack out my spreadsheet and figure out um, uh, what episode 200 is going to be. Don't stress yourself. We've got a while. Yeah. I think we, we still haven't figured out how we're going to do the end of season rank though. Like what? How do you guys want to do it? Do we want to do um, like two two separate podcasts, like two, or should we do two ranks in one podcast? I like feel like podcast? just the thought of it. Then I feel like we should do SG one finale, then do the rank, then do Atlantis finale, then the Atlantis rank. That's not a bad way, actually. Like I always wondered what you know. We never had any bad feedback. In in, in fairness, like I think people enjoy the ranks. But it probably mm. would be weird listening to an SG1 rank and then an Atlantis rank because you're not getting episode content. You know, there's going to be like two, three weeks between. So it would be, um, would be strange. But yeah, that actually might be a That's good way a to do idea. it. not a bad idea. But yeah, the mainly, my main thing was, yeah, we do, we do the ranks as separate episodes. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I think it's probably good to keep them, keep them separate, yeah. But that's just my two cents when we're at episode 11. So. I was telling Reese, oh, we're going to do a um, mailbag soon so he should come along for that because he probably hasn't I don't think he's been keeping up with tit for tat SG1 Atlantis mm. oh, being yeah. busy with whatnot because he's in a, he works for a telecommunications company great and people at MBN if they want to sponsor the show but um so he's been an essential service guys 
Wouldn't that be nice? Busy, yeah, yeah. Busier than ever the last couple of months. <laughs> Bloody hell. It'd be nice if he wets the whistle in a mailbag and talks some shit. Oh, it's very hard Try. not it's very hard not to be wet in a hairy mailbag in fairness. Yeah, so. God, yeah. I'm just looking at our rundown and that'd probably work because like the finale of season eight of SG1 is Mobius. So then mm. we, could, we could do the rank after that. Like we did I like me a Mobius. You feel for me, Maddie, I feel like you might not like Mobius that much. Do you uh, like Mobius? Depends. I've got to be in the mood for it. But when I'm in the mood for it, I froth over it. Okay. But I don't That's always good to know. Yeah. I'm in the mood any day of the week for yeah. Mobius. So we <laughs> Put basically me in there. do we do Atlantis the gift, then we do Mobius, then we do an SG one rank. Then yeah. we do the siege part one and two, and then we yeah. finish with our Atlantis rank. I don't mind that. I hadn't considered that that order. I like that. Let's That'll that. work. Won't be yeah, two. Won't be two ranks back to back. I mean, I do often do a rank back to back. Oh man, I'm I've done three or four back to back. Good I mean, hard I'm rank. Really yeah, I like to I like to think that I've got you know a couple back to back in me, um, <laughs> but. It doesn't. You're getting on. You need a rest. Yeah. You know, oh, you're not getting a lot of sleep. You got three. It's hard to get years. the time though, isn't it? Yeah. Or the missus comes back home quick, and he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah. this, you know." So, I think it's unusual. you've been yeah. taking your shit for two hours. Yeah, well. can't, can't relate. <laughs> to Mac, yep. what are you gonna do? You haven't, you haven't had a shit, but you run out of toilet paper. What's going? Oh, this is not a big deal. Um, <laughs> Why are you dehydrated a, in there? Um, extra streaky <laughs> today. Yeah. Why, why did you take your headphones in there? Why did you take your headphones into the toilet? <laughs> I like it happening inside uh, my head. I don't want to feel it like it's outside. I want it happening inside my head. Mm, mm. Yeah, for sure. My head movies. Uh, all right. Well, um, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week talking some SGA. In the meantime, Hopefully. listen to our old shows and shit. Message Reese. Um, just get excited for more getting the gate. We know you love jump it. Jump on the Patreon. Jump on the you Discord. Know? I haven't been on the Discord in a while. I have to jump back on the Discord. Yeah, yeah I um, I, I went off the socials a fair bit because it just got too intense with COVID and Trump and all this. Uh, and Twitter's everyone toxic. hates Twitter's everybody and more toxic. Calm down, guys. Hey, can can all you shut the f- up? Add on that being a Broncos fan at the moment. Okay, it's not a fun <laughs> place to be. Okay, God damn it. <laughs> fair call. Fair call. You know, and I, I I've bought- been a blue supporter the last ten years, mate. You know. Well, I, I yeah, but that was the only thing you had to worry about, mate. You know, <laughs> if I'm not worried about coronavirus, I'm worried about a U.S. election. Oh shit, mm. Broncos have lost five straight for the second time this year. Shoot me, well, see, the I made... second time. <laughs> <laughs> I made the mistake of of saying in one of our previous podcasts that I'd never go on the Discord. I'm like, nah, that's Brendan's family. Never do anything. So then I, ju- I I was bored one day. So oh, I'll jump on and have a look. And I started commenting on stuff and not not saying it was from me. <laughs> and then I think people thought that stuff I was saying was from me. <laughs> that was what are you gonna do? You're either ruining or improving your reputation. We don't know what to. It's only any coverage is good coverage, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week. We'll uh, we'll catch you then. I'll catch you guys then. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Yeah. See ya. Get into Geek.